Well, welcome everyone again to Troy Talks Live podcast. Uh, thank you again. Uh, I want to really appreciate all my supporters, my listeners. Uh, thank you for checking out uh, my podcast. Uh, and now I have a very special guest. Now all my guests are special and I really handpicked them, but this one is special because uh, I consider her a celebrity or a superstar. <laughs> uh, but let me tell you a little bit about her. Uh, she's the owner and uh, social media strategist at Next Step Social Communications, a social media agency based out of Littleton, Colorado. Uh, she's been helping small business and entrepreneurs uh, real estate agents and small business owners with their social media for over 17 years. Uh, she does uh, remember MySpace, okay? Remember that. Uh, she offers uh, uh, both done-for-you social media services and coaching services where she teaches entrepreneurs in the home industry how social media can be incredible to, to help find new leads, build community, grow sales, and bring the social back to their social media. I want to introduce to some and present to others Katie Brinkley. Katie, thank you for being here. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me, Troy. I'm excited for this conversation. And yes. like like we were saying before we hit record here, we we talked a few months back, so I'm excited Correct. to uh, reconnect with you. Correct. And, and for y'all that, that don't know, Katie is really a big, and uh, she's a social media influencer. Some people don't like that term, but, but what I will say about her, she's genuine. She always tried to help and add value. And that's what I like about her. And Katie, how many uh, followers you got now on Clubhouse? Uh, oh man, I'm. I think I'm at like the ninety-eight thousand mark. Okay, so, ninety-eight thousand. Okay, see. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so close to hitting a hundred k. It's very exciting. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and that's where I originally I kind of met her on Clubhouse, uh, and then I can't remember a pod match. That's how we kind of got this, uh, which is a, a podcast community. But Katie, let's talk about this. Uh, you've been around seventeen years. Uh, you said put the social back in social media. What does that mean? You know, because so many people, uh, businesses are listening and they're getting on social media, but they're doing it wrong. So what does putting social back in social media mean? Well, yeah, whenever I say 17 years, I suddenly feel really old. <laughs> um, but I got started, like you said, during my intro back during the days of MySpace. Right. And I was helping bands with their MySpace pages and getting off of MySpace and onto the radio. But this is the thing. So when, if you think about it, when we first started on social media, I was going there and I was writing on my friend's walls, like, hey, are you going to be in town over the holiday break? Mm -hmm. um, or what are you doing tonight? Like, it, that's actually one of the things I love about Facebook is I'll get memories from people saying these random, you know, messages right. on my, on my walls. Right. Um, but that's how it was. That's how social media was. That's how I was able to like, so I was helping a lot of punk bands. I was really into the punk scene, like yellow card and thrice and fallout boy so connecting with them over on MySpace, And I was just sending them messages. I was writing on their walls, you know, like, Hey, I work at this radio station. Would love, love it if you guys sent us your music and maybe some, you know, some merch I can give out. But I was building relationships with them. I was being social on these platforms. And when you're social, amazing things can happen. Um, and it opened up a whole new world of opportunities. But if you think about the way that we're consuming, we're actually on social media today, we're consuming. 
We're, we're watching reels. We're getting stuck in a TikTok rabbit hole. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we're going onto these platforms and we're just consuming the content, mm-hmm. but we're not really being social anymore. And that's one of the things that I, I really strive to teach a lot of my coaching clients and implement for a lot of my done for you clients is that whole social aspect. It's amazing what happens when you comment on somebody else's posts. It's amazing what happens when you consistently watch somebody's Instagram stories on a regular basis or comment on it. It opens up the door for conversations. And with what we saw during the 2020 pandemic, people are ready to make friends or meet strangers on the internet. It doesn't need to be you know, a creepy situation anymore. Right, right. If you do it the right way and you're being social. Do you think that because we're we're consuming, most people are just being a billboard instead of, you know, being a builder relationships? Uh, and, and, I, and I agree with you, you know, uh, commenting or we, we say like, but really comments. Yeah. Yeah, it's really what's going to open up the door for for conversation? Yep. Uh, it is. How would a person do that? So I, I'm I'm new and I'm on social media, and you you tell me uh, I'm one of your clients, and I come on social media, and I'm a small business, and you're telling me to get social. How would I do that? How would I uh, instead of consuming? How would I uh, operate and build those relationships? What would I say? Well, this is the thing with um with we'll just go off of Instagram here just to, cause it, all these strategies can be used for LinkedIn, for TikTok. I mean, like it, they are pretty platform agnostic. Facebook's a whole different animal, but for Instagram, don't disregard the power of hashtags. So what I do is I have like t- uh, 10 hashtags that my ideal clients typically hang out in. So I do a lot of, um, coaching for, for like business coaches, uh, mindfulness coaches, uh, different podcasts I, I, I coach on. And so I hang out in those hashtags. So like hashtag mindfulness coach, mm-hmm. hashtag, uh, women's podcaster, um, you know, podcast for women, Those are the hashtags that I hang out in. And when I say hang out in, if you put that hashtag into Instagram and then you can either filter it by the top posts or the most recent, Mm -hmm. I'll go into the most recent and I'll just head on through. I'll open it up on my computer and just start going at it um, with, okay, this is the most recent. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, leave a valuable comment on their post. And like you said, the, the comments are are where the magic really happens. I mean, I'm all for the likes. Likes are great. But really, if you want to see who your biggest fans are and build relationships, it's the comments that that really move the needle. And if you think about it too, let's say you have this post on Instagram and you're ask, asking a question at the end, like, ah, have you ever have you ever dealt with this struggle? Um, tell me in the comments. And I comment back and say, I actually had this situation happen last week. And what I did to overcome it was X, Y, Z. That comment is actually going to show up in other people's feeds Mm -hmm. when they're showing, when they're reading all of the comment threads. So I think 
this is it's valuable real estate on somebody else's post. It helps the content creator you out because you got this conversation starter, but then you're also getting in front of all these other, you know, eyes of, of people who follow you. So don't just discount how important it is to comment authentically. I mean, um, none of this, like three fire emojis or three heart emojis, you know, leave an authentic comment and it, it really will open up new follower opportunities and new networking opportunities with people that you might've never dreamt about, you know, networking with. This is all what we call social selling. And, you know, it's, 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 as Katie said, you know, building, um, take putting social back in social media. What you've just given is, is real simple. It's nothing complex that, I mean, I have an eight year old grandson. Uh, I could probably teach them that, you know, you know if, if he would know Instagram, I could probably teach him this. And it's powerful what you're talking about. What are some common mistakes you see people make when they're starting out, you know, some, some common uh, trends that you mistake the people you see when they're starting out. There's, there's actually quite a few, but the most common mistake I see is uh, being on every single social media platform known to mankind. Um, and I understand why a lot of people do it. It's, it's because they think, okay, so here I am, I, I need to be on social media why wouldn't I want to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok, and Instagram, and uh, Snapchat, and uh, Yelp? I mean, like the list goes on. There's a lot of social media platforms out there, but they all exist for different reasons. Sure. So if you you really need to figure out who your ideal client and customer is, uh, where who, what type of uh, demographic are they? Um, what age are they? What type of content are you ready to produce? If you don't want to be on on camera, TikTok probably isn't the place for you. Um, but you know, if you in Instagram, if you think about it, if you want to do Instagram the right way, there's four different ways to post on Instagram. There's the feed, there's stories, there's reels, and there is Instagram live. And you need to use all of these tools if you want to show up for your audience. So I think that one of the biggest mistakes is these a lot of entrepreneurs are like, okay, well, let's get started on social media. I need to be on all of them. Go all in on one, maybe two platforms when you get started and do them the right way. Because if you do them the right way, then you're going to have the opportunity to really grow your audience on that platform. Mm -hmm. And you can then start adding in additional platforms from there. But if you try and show up on all these platforms, you're not going to do it effectively. Right. Um, you're going to burn yourself out sure. and really you're just going to end up being white noise because you're just pushing out the same thing to everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you need to make people feel a little bit special for each platform that they're on and, and show up the way that they best consume that content. So Katie, uh, right now, and I know it is probably have evolved. Uh, what is your uh, two favorite platforms that you focusing on now and why? So my favorite platforms are Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, I, I don't want to have all my eggs in Mark Zuckerberg's basket. So, I mean, that's why I've, you know, not just Facebook and Instagram. I mean, if uh, about a year and a half ago, it, Facebook or, or Meta 
shut down. They had a glitch and yeah. everybody was like, oh. yeah. and you know how I found out was through Twitter because I, I was trying to post something and I said, let me go see on Twitter what's going on. And I seen the yep. Twitter feeds. It, it was uh, it was uh, Facebook was down. Yes. And, it, and that's the thing. So like, if you have all your eggs in, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's basket, if something happens, then, you know, you're out of luck. Yeah. So Instagram, I think, is one of the best places for, um, you know, to, to show up and build, you know, no like and trust factor without having to be 100% video. Mm-hmm. I mean, TikTok, you can have great growth and reach right now, but you have to be comfortable on video. Um, so if you still want to showcase graphics, if you still want to showcase images, if you still want to go live, Instagram is a great place for that. I also love LinkedIn because LinkedIn's algorithm is like Facebook 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, if I like your post, Troy, my followers will be notified that I liked your post. Right. You know, so, and that that's pretty cool. So I, I think that that's one of the, the a great tool to, to grow your network is by just doing simple engagements over on LinkedIn. You still are shown a new audience of uh, people that, the LinkedIn algorithm thinks that you should be aware of, but you have someone in common. It's not just some random person off the internet who had a, you know, a, a video go viral. So right. now it's, you know, Facebook thinks you should watch it too. So Instagram and LinkedIn are my two favorites. You know, I've, I've thought about um, when you mentioned about the Instagram comment and I thought about, I heard this strategy, uh, Judy, uh, Judy Fox. I don't know if you know Judy. Yeah, Fox. she was actually just on my podcast. Okay, yeah, I love Judy. And so Judy, one thing about Judy, Judy don't post a lot on LinkedIn. She, she, her strategy is a comment. You know, commenting mm-hmm. on others, and and people see you, and others see you. You know, so it's yep. a strategy of content of commenting on others' uh, content. And uh, I had a question here. So, so here's my question: From what you know now. <laughs> and all the success you had and the mistakes you had, if you had to start all over again, how would you proceed? What would you do different? Um, Well, one of the biggest mistakes that I made when starting my business was I didn't have a social media account. Okay, okay. Um, And I know that that sounds crazy. I mean, especially for somebody that works in social media, I didn't even have my own Instagram account until... uh, November, 2019. So you was doing so, I mean, everybody else, but you didn't have, have yeah. Right. Okay. And, and, and sometimes, I mean, I, you, but sometimes people are, are more effective in others than they yeah. are on their own. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and that was the thing I was, I was like, I just, I'm, you know, I know what to say for other people, but I don't know what I want to say for me, yeah. but this is one of the things is, is I then had no social proof of okay. who I was. It, it's basically, I didn't have, I might as well have not even had a website mm-hmm. having somewhat of a social media presence is just as important as having a website these days because people are going to Google you. Um, and you know, if you Google right now, Katie Brinkley, um, the very first thing that's going to populate for you is my LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. It's not katiebrinkley.com, which I own. It's not my next step, social communications.com, which says Katie Brinkley all over it. Mm-hmm. It's not my podcast, Rocky Mountain Marketing hosted by Katie Brinkley. It is my LinkedIn page. And the reason for that is because I consistently show up there Mm -hmm. and posting content onto the platform. And 
Google indexes it, these, these pages, these, these social media pages is looking at the keywords. It's looking at how often this page with your name on it is updated. Yeah. So if you're posting regularly to LinkedIn, if you're posting regularly to Instagram and under the Katie Brinkley or your name or your podcast name or your business name, Google sees that and is like, oh, this is, this is an upstate uh, website that's regularly updated. Mm-hmm. Let's show it to this person who's Googling. So you need to be, and this is where I was actually just on a, a, a social media audit prior to this podcast. I was auditing this woman's account and she hadn't been posting to her Facebook page except for like maybe twice a year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's like, well, I'm not getting any leads from it and I'm not spending ads. And I was like, yeah, but Google doesn't know that. Google is still looking at this page saying, should I show this to anybody that searches any of these keywords? Mm-hmm. So these, these, these social media accounts are, are still very valuable. Uh, one, to build the know, like, and trust factor, but two, right. for anyone that might be Googling you or your service, you could still populate there and you could get new clients from that. So, so how would social proof, how would you direct people with social proof? What, what would you tell them uh, social proof? Just take a selfie and post it on there. What is social proof? <laughs> so social proof is, is it basically showing that you exist. You are a legitimate company. You are a real person. Um, it, it's, it's the fact that you are still in business. Like I said before, um, so a good example, I needed a new windshield for my car. I got a chip, a rock, you know, behind a semi went up there and gave me a crack. I need a new windshield. And I really didn't want to go to one of those gigantic businesses. I wanted to kind of try and find someone local, support local business. So I Googled it. And of course, all the big names came up at the top. And then I saw another one. I was like, oh, okay. So here's this person. Um, website. Mm-hmm. There's no Facebook. There's no LinkedIn. There's no Instagram. Is this a real company? Mm-hmm. And I the, it had over 1400 five-star reviews, but I didn't hire them because I was like, I don't know if this is a real business or if they just had like a bunch of people review their page. There's nothing here saying that they're like, that they're a real company because they didn't have a website and they didn't even have a Facebook page for me to go and look and see some of their past work to see some of the stuff that they, um, you know, some of their past uh, testimonials Mm -hmm. or how long they've been in business. None of that was there. So I'm not alone in in this. If you, if you don't have these, these, uh, at least one social media account Mm -hmm. to give your, that social proof, people aren't going to know if you're a real business, if you're still in business or if they should do business with you, or maybe one of those larger big box companies. So Having that social proof is very important um, just to show that you are in fact still in business and a real business. Now, Katie, you own a business, uh, social media, you, you, you marketing and social media. You also have a podcast. Yes. Should a business have a podcast? What, what would be your advice on, because different people have different views on podcasts. Should a business have a podcast? I'm a huge podcast proponent, whether you have a podcast 
that you host mm-hmm. on a regular basis, or if you just want to be a podcast guest, I think it is a great way to expand your network. Um, it's a great way for you to have conversations with people that you never would have thought possible. I mean, there's been people that I would have paid thousands of dollars to go see speak on stage. And I've been able to have them come on my podcast and have a one-on-one conversation with them. It also allows you the opportunity to create a ton of content Mm -hmm. from this one episode, you know, Troy, he could have clips. He can have a reel from the video. Mm -hmm. He can publish this to YouTube. He can put this out in his newsletter. I mean, you have so much content from this one episode that social media really should be a breeze. And there should be no reason why you would ever say like, I don't have anything to share on social media. (laughs) So I think that if you are a business owner and you want to expand your marketing efforts, podcasting is a great way. If you're a guest, if you want to go down the guesting route and expand your reach that way, you have a ton of content that you can still take and repurpose. I mean, you're not going to have quite as much because you're going to have to find a lot of shows to guest on, Mm -hmm. but it will expand your network. So I think podcasting is a great way to really grow your business and increase your, your content strategy. You know, you said something uh, about you, there was people that you had to pay a thousand of dollars to go hear speak and you, you got them on your podcast. Uh, Again, uh, Katie, I'm honored for you being on my podcast because I I put you in that category. But one of the things that someone asked me uh, recently, I did a podcast and they said, what, 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 what is a thing that you, have enjoyed about podcasting and I said is um, that I've met some incredible people that I would have never probably met if it hadn't been for being a yep. podcast yep yeah, yeah that's it you know it it's so true Troy I mean like it's there there's been people that like like I've done business with somebody that lives in New Zealand wow I never yeah. would have met them if yeah. it wasn't for podcasting right. so I mean it, there's no, there's no limits to how far your business can go and yeah. how far your network can grow True. when you have a podcast. True. Now I, I will say this. I have said this and I've said this because of, uh, Alex, uh, San Pilo, the owner of Podmatch. Cause I asked him a question when I interviewed him and I said, uh, matter of fact, I put out his interview a couple of weeks ago. We, we, we recorded it during the pandemic. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I said, I said, what is the biggest myth or, or conception about podcast and he said he said Troy people don't realize it's a lot of work he said interviewing is great he said but the back office if you are editing and you're trying to market it he says it's great and I said you know what Alex says is that's true I said if I had to do it all over again what I know now I would just be a guest instead of a host yeah yeah and it's it's true but being a guest I mean I've guested now on I want to say close to 100 podcasts mm-hmm. and all of those podcasts I've made great relationships with. I mean, I've, there's been people that I've, you know, done business with from them. I've had referrals from them. You know, they engage with my posts on social media and it's really a great way of opening up doors with people that, you know, you would never would have stopped and talked to, you know, in a, in a restaurant or maybe in a coffee shop, but you have the opportunity for a one-on-one sit down with them. That is really, uh, you know, it can change, it can change your business. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's also to that, you know, they say uh, you can, some people like to turn pick their brain. So you can kind of ask questions to pick, pick their, pick their brain, but just like, 
you know, I learned something because I kind of take notes because of something I want to talk or cover about Instagram, how you use Instagram. So I like that. So that's a little little tip that I got that I'm going to implement, you know. Good. So, you know, you get just things like that, you know, and, and my goal is to help my audience to get this, but that's something, hey, I can use that. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, Kate, I, you know, I try to keep this real short, uh, 30 minutes. I know you, you're very busy and, 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 and the time is of essence. But I want to ask this, uh, any final thoughts you want to add to this conversation before we wrap up? But tell the people how they can find you, your podcast, your own uh, social media. How can they find you and connect, connect with you? Well, final thought would absolutely be to find one social media platform and go all in on it and, and do it the right way. Um, and it, it's, it's amazing what can happen when you start being social on these platforms. Um, I actually have a, uh, a free ebook. Mm-hmm. You can get it at katiebrinkley.com slash social sales. Um, and it's how to build authentic relationships and so that you can show up in someone's DMS without being like spammy, right. um, because you've already nurtured that relationship from a comment thread into the DMS. So if you want to check that out again, it's katiebrinkley.com slash social sales, um, connect with me on, on social media at Instagram. I am Katie Brinkley and on LinkedIn, uh, it's at Katie Brinkley and, um, yeah, I mean, listen to the podcast, Rocky mountain marketing. I, uh, I have Troy on it and, uh, I think our episode's coming out soon. So be sure oh, awesome. to, to check it out. Awesome. And this has been, this has been a, a great conversation, Troy. Thank yes. you so much for having me. Thank you, uh, Katie. Before you go, I want you to deal with uh, real quickly, the spammy, uh, DMs, because for me, it's a pet peeve of mine, <laughs> especially on LinkedIn. Can you yes. deal with it just very quickly? <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know who put out that bulletin to send a cold message with like what you do and how to book a link, uh, a link to book on your calendar, but that does not work. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you're doing right now in your DMs, stop. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work. It's a great way to get, you know, unfollowed or unfriended or blocked. Sure. But um, yeah, I mean, check out the, check out the guide because it's, it, it's, it's a 26 page pages worth of how to do it so that you can really show up authentically. Um, but if you're showing up and sending a, your entire life story and a link to your calendar, it's not going to be getting you any new leads. That's true. Well, everyone, uh, Thank y'all for tuning in uh, on this episode. When this episode hits, uh, please, I don't know for sure when, uh, but I know it's going to be a powerful one. Make sure you listen, you download, you subscribe, you share, and you give us a review. You know, we want to hear your feedback. You know, uh, give us some constructive criticism and tell us, you know, what we could have done differently or better. Uh, But again, everyone, thank you for listening in. Katie, thank you for being here. Thank you for the the opportunity uh, to be a part of your network. And also thank you for, uh, allow me to be interviewed on your podcast. Uh, so I'm, I kind of truly an honor, uh, but I hope, uh, you know, uh, eventually, uh, hopefully maybe one day we could do something on pot, uh, on a clubhouse. Yes. I pulled back on plug clubhouse. I'm not, have been on there as much, uh, but, uh, I, I started looking at some things the other day and I'm like, I've gotten a few clients off of there. I think I need yep. to, come back and, 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 and start getting back involved again. But yes. yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great place to go yes. and have a great conversations. It is. It is. All right, Katie, thank you so much. Uh, I am going to.